Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we have a guest who's not really going to be a guest. She's taking over my spot as co-host. Welcome, Olivia. Hi. Yeah, I'm Olivia Mentor. This feels very exciting. Well, this is our this is our pre-Olivia taking over, I don't know what to call it, like fiesta? Like, we wanted to do an episode with all three of us. We wanted to catch up with you about what's been going on since you were a guest last time. I mean, don't worry, listeners, the whole month of April will be devoted to getting everyone up to speed on Olivia. But yeah, we wanted to we wanted to spend some time with her. And I think you have the esteemed honor of being the only guest we've let do highs and lows with us. Is that true, Grace? I think so. Maybe in the really early days, we might have had a guest or two do them. But I don't I think that it's always just been us. Remember in the early, early days, we were trying to figure out the format. I feel like maybe Katie Storino did highs and lows with us. You might be right. I don't I don't remember clearly, but you're among a select few, Olivia. She was our first ever guest. I'm very honored. I have to tell you when I like agreed to do the podcast, like every time I was in the shower, I'd be like, what was my high of this week? What was my low? And then I'd be like, no, Olivia, not good enough. Pick a different high. So I feel like I've been kind of gearing up for it. Oh my and also God. really, Jake... Jake, my husband, has to do highs and lows in his weekly meetings, and I like overhear every work call. So I feel like I feel like I'm prepared for it, sort of. Very honored, very honored. Well, it's very low stakes. Do you want to go first or last? Um, I'll go last. I'll let you guys do it first. All right, Grace, tell me your high. Okay, so my high is that tomorrow I'm going to Anguilla on a press trip, and I'm so excited. It's about food. It's going to be great. I am just so excited to go to a tropical island, and it's going to be amazing. What's the weather like? Is it beach weather? Yes. Oh, that sounds so nice. It'll be fun. My high is that last night I had drinks with Laura Henkin, who was visiting New York City. She's the author of A Special Place for Women. Oh, fun. And we've gotten friendly on Instagram, and I saw that she was coming, and I like popped my head out of my hidey hole and I was like do you want to have drinks and she said yes and it was so nice to meet her in person oh I love that so that's one high and my other high we set our first pitch meeting for Bone Mary Berry to sell it as a tv show and I'm really excited I'm trying to keep my expectations in check this time because we did this for showmance and it kind of didn't go anywhere so it doesn't mean anything but I'm excited that there's interest Oh, that's fantastic. So it's later this month. It's very exciting. Those are mine. Olivia, what do you got for us? Awesome. Okay. All right. I have like a big high and a little high because <laughs> I couldn't choose. Which is- it's encouraged to have multiple. Great, great. I won't start with like 17, but I thought two I could do. So over the weekend, I went to a family wedding. My mom is one of 11. So I have... What? Like, I- wow. It's... Yeah, that was always like my fun fact growing up, which is like not as cool as I thought it was looking back. (laughs) But I have a lot of cousins, uh, so we don't always get together, obviously, that much. It's very difficult, but that was very fun. And my brother lives in Alaska and he was there. So that was that was just it was a good time all around. I think I'm still recovering. So if my voice is a little scratchy, I apologize. But okay. Wait, Small I just learned high. two huge facts about you, that your mom is one of 11 and your brother lives in Alaska. Like, we need to unpack this at some point. Yeah. I mean, we have time. But yes, my mom is one of 11, Irish Catholic. My brother is in the Coast Guard, so less of a... I'm also interested to know if there are any, like, family feuds, because I feel like with 11, <laughs> there's a lot more personalities versus, like, I'm from a very small family. 
Anyway, I won't oh, derail us. Oh, there, there are a lot of personalities. Yes. There are a lot. All wonderful, but it's a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> okay, the small high is that I feel like I have finally gotten a handle on like sustainable meal prepping that actually works for me. And like today I had these breakfast sandwiches that I had prepped and frozen. And it just brought me so much joy. Like in the past, I feel like with meal prepping, I've just gone way too hard and been like also in very bad, like eating habits. And I'd be like, well, my meals are prepped for the day. And it's like seven almonds in a jar. And that is like, just not very enjoyable. So now I feel like I've kind of got the hang of it. And it's just like really, really fun. That's such a good idea. I hate making breakfast because I am just not a first thing in the morning person and like having something prepped sounds really lovely versus having to figure out how to feed myself. Oh yeah. It really helps. Cause I'm the person that will like wait until like 2 PM to eat. And then I'm just an absolutely miserable human being to be around. So. Wait, so what is in the frozen breakfast sandwich? So it's very gourmet. It's a English muffin, a piece of Turkey bacon, eggs and cheese. Oh, and I added some spinach. And you even freeze the eggs? Yeah. So I cook everything separately and then Mm -hmm. I just let it all cool. Otherwise it'll get soggy. And then you assemble them and I wrap it in foil and heat up in the toaster oven. So, so far so good. Yeah. Well, let's bring it down a notch. Let's talk lows. Grace, what's, what's bugging you this week? What's on the low front? So there is just so much freaking paperwork to go to Anguilla, but I know that tomorrow I'll be on a beach, hopefully with a tropical cocktail in my hand, so I can't complain too much. Mine is that I'm I'm just lagging on book edit motivation. I, so I started my second draft in mid-January, and from like mid-January to mid-February, I was on such a freaking roll. I was so excited and so motivated and was like, couldn't wait to sit down every day and get into it. And then I got so derailed when Bone Mary Berry came out. And then last week, I had such good intentions, but it was totally unrealistic. Like, I was like, well, I'll be in San Francisco, and I have calls starting at, like, 9 a.m., but I'll wake up at 7 a.m. because it's, like, a time change, and I'll write from 7 to 9, which, of course, didn't happen. I didn't write at all. I wrote, like, a little bit on the plane. So I'm trying to get back into it, and I'm just having trouble getting back into a groove. I can definitely echo <laughs> those same thoughts with my the old, my book that I'm writing. I feel like we're leading kind of parallel lives there. But um, yeah, I haven't made much progress either on editing. Well, you're way ahead of me there, but it's really hard when you're not in the groove to get back in the groove for sure. Yes. For sure. My low is that like every month I have at least one freelance writing or editing assignment that I just mentally cannot bring myself to do for whatever reason. And I put it off and I put it off. And then inevitably, every time I see it, like on my edit calendar, I stress out about it and I put it off more. And then of course I I do it and it's like takes 10 minutes, which this exact situation happened to me yesterday. And then I discovered that I did it and I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh, that only took 10 minutes. And then I realized I did it completely incorrectly. Uh, oh, no. And it would have, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's good job, Olivia. But so mostly saying this as a reminder to my future self to stop procrastinating because it makes truly everything, everything worse. And yet it's so easy to do. Oh, I know that feeling though, where you just, you cannot muster 
the strength to do a stupid thing. Like, you just are like, yes, I would rather do anything else but this. Yeah. If Jake was like, Olivia, like, do you want to go whitewater rafting, which does not appeal to me, to be clear, or do this simple 600 word assignment, I would be like, definitely dying on some sort of river in the whitewater rafting situation. Like, not not the assignment, but I did it. So there we go. Well, that's good. Let's take a quick break before we get into our interview, our chat. Let's talk about ZocDoc. So you need to find a new doctor, and you might be thinking that the best strategy is to ask your friends for recs. But you'd be wrong. I've been down that road, and wow, is it a lot of wasted time? Because even though they might have an amazing recommendation, the only doctors that matter are the ones that take your insurance. And believe me, the network on my self-employed insurance is a real pain to navigate. But all hope is not lost because ZocDoc has made finding a new doctor painless. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. So late last year, I made my post-quarantine round of doctor's appointments. I needed to find a new primary care physician, a new gynecologist, and a new dermatologist. And ZocDoc was my secret weapon. I love that I can filter by location and gender and that I can read verified patient reviews to see what other people said about their visits. And all the booking is right online, so you never have to wait on hold with a receptionist again. Some doctors have appointments as soon as today. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor. If it's time for you to get your docs in a row, go to ZocDoc.com BOP and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com BOP. ZocDoc.com BOP. All right, let's get back to the episode. So, Olivia, just in case anyone might have missed the episode where you were a guest, which we're going to link in the show notes, and you all have to go back and listen to it because this episode got weird. We talked about candles for a very, very long time. A lot of candle chat. A lot of candle chat. Can you give us the Olivia 101 version of who you are and what you do? And I don't know, a little background? Sure, yeah. Actually, the first thing I did when I when I agreed to do this was to go back and listen to that episode. And I was like, I don't know if this is the mo- most complete picture of who I am for people, although I do love candles. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy to talk about me again. So I'm 29. Uh, I live in Philadelphia with my husband, Jake, and our dog, Winnie. Before I've lived here for three years. Before this, I lived in New York, also with Jake and Winnie, and I was a fashion and beauty editor at Bustle.com. I started that job right after I graduated college in 2015. I, I guess we're just working backwards here. I went to the University of Florida and I was a journalism major. I grew up in Florida. I wasn't born there, but I lived there from like second grade to I graduated college. So I feel like, I guess you could call me a Floridian. I feel like I sort of understand the uniqueness, which is Florida. And now I am a freelance writer an editor. And I also do stuff on Instagram, content creation, influencer work, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's a, that's a little bit about me, the basics anyway. Yeah. I think that's a good summary. Um, what have you been up to since we had you on as a guest? We had you on in, I think it was October of 2020. So like 
round one of the pandemic. How's the rest of your pandemic been? It's it's been. It's I mean, been. I feel like the only ma- what an <laughs> I mean, awkward question. You know, just That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. I can thanks for asking. Um, no, I mean, I feel like I can't really complain. But I guess the major change since then is that I got married. So. That's, I mean, I don't know. Everyone always says like, oh, do you feel different after you get married? And honestly, like nothing about my life really changed other than I was just really glad not to be thinking about the wedding anymore. That's basically it. Just working, enjoying Philly. Wait, you're such a liar. You wrote the first draft of a book since we last talked to you. Oh, yes, I did do that. Uh, yeah, like Becca, I've been working on a novel. Most of 2021 is when the majority of the work got done. And now I'm just dragging my feet when it comes to edits. So, yeah. I feel like this will be fun because we're kind of at similar stages in the process. And so we can definitely talk about the process more because I feel like it's, I don't know, publishing is such a, a weird world. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. You've definitely been someone that I've like looked to for <laughs> inspiration and motivation throughout the process. So it is a very interesting thing, especially if you're like me who just kind of completely went into it with no idea what they were doing. So I'm sure you have some tips as well. No, I mean, I feel like I'm just, I'm looking to other people for it. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, there's no adults here. Nobody knows what they're doing. Everyone's just looking at somebody else. There definitely are resources, but for me, I was like, I can't look at any of those. I'm just going to go into this completely blind and make my life as difficult as possible for some reason. No, it's like, it's weird where where you like get something in your head where you're like, this is how I'm going to do it, even if it's not the right way. And it makes it so much harder. Like I didn't write with an outline, which I know to be a mistake. And like at so many points in the process, I was like, you should just stop what you're doing and write an outline. And my brain was like, absolutely not. We will not do that. Same. I felt like I was just closing my eyes to like every single bit of logic and just pushing forward. And I mean, hey, we finished the first draft. So there's that. Yeah. Whenever anyone's like congratulates me, I'm like, don't congratulate me too much. You don't know what a pile of crap it is. And like, let's see if it gets published. That's how I feel about you being like, but you did write a book. And I'm like, did I? (laughs) I'm not not sure. So, Olivia, I am so excited to have you join as a co-host. I'm sad to be losing Grace, but I couldn't imagine a better co-host pick. Grace actually was the one who suggested you. I did. When we had the chat that she was going to leave, I was like, can you help me think of who would be a good replacement? And she just, no thought, like off the top of her head, full conviction was like Olivia Mentor. And I agree. Like, I had so much fun when you were on the show. Like, I think you're funny. I think you're weird in a good way. I mean, that is a compliment. I like that our Venn diagram is similar enough, but also different enough that like, you're married, you live in a different city, you're a journalist, you, I don't know, you have a dog. Um, But then like, I feel like we would be into the same things pop culture wise. And I don't know, we've only met in person once. So this is a real seat of seat of my pants decision but I'm I'm curious like what were your initial thoughts when I asked you to be the co-host yeah I mean well first of all thank you guys again both of you for thinking of me I'm like so honored I think the subject line of the email when you first emailed me about this was like left field question about the podcast and in my mind you were like what was that candle you mentioned when we were recording (laughs) And, it, and instead it was like, would you like to take on this amazing thing? And I was like, whoa. And to be totally honest, my first gut instinct was like, no, 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 no. B, 
because it felt like such big shoes to fill. Grace, obviously you have this huge community of people who love you and the podcast and Becca, but I was like, everyone's going to be sad that Grace is leaving. And I don't, it just felt like a lot of, it felt like a challenge too. Like I'm not familiar with podcasting, but uh, after meeting with you, Becca, and talking about it more and thinking about it more, I just began to feel like this was just like really serendipitous and like a perfect fit and kind of aligned with all my interests. And yeah, I, I just got super excited about it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let me being nervous be the reason I say no. And here we are. Yeah, I'm still a little nervous, but I'm very excited. What are you most excited about? I want to hear what you're most nervous about too. Oh gosh. I think I'm I'm most excited about just having a platform that sort of allows me to speak in depth about different things that Instagram doesn't really provide. And I think that's why I love writing so much is I think I'm able to like express everything I want to express in a single essay or blog post or whatever. But not everyone is reading all of that. Yes. I'm excited about that. And also I'm just in the past really six months to a year, I've like found this even deeper love of reading and books. And I just am really excited to talk about that all the time as well. Yeah. What are you most nervous about? Becca's a monster. Just kidding. (laughs) Wow. Don't let everyone know. I try to keep I try to keep a lid on it. (laughs) it's definitely just being around becca virtually all the time no um it sucks grace has grace has done it for four years i've just like had her trapped in a basement and like forced her to do this now she's leaving she finally escaped i've I've escaped (laughs) to be honest is over here mouthing to me like save yourself but (laughs) (laughs) to be honest part of this episode is just to prove that nobody hates each other because the internet can be so mean where they're like there so must be mean. there must be something some beef between grace and yeah. becca and it's like no like everyone's i was everyone so, likes not. each other i I've, i saw some things where i was like i'm so glad becca finally kicked grace out and i was like <laughs> oh okay that, if that's really how you want to play it that's totally fine we can we can rewrite that narrative but grace i would have loved to keep you trapped yeah. in my basement for forever <laughs> You kicked me out of the basement. No, I would never. Grace, yeah. I'm just imagining it was like your feet like changed to like the microphone under the chair. Like, you just have to be here. Um, <laughs> what am I most nervous about? Let's see. I It's been a while since I've interviewed anyone. And I have a journalism background. And I did interview people a lot when I was an editor at Boston. But it was always like, you have five minutes with Katy Perry to ask her about this lip gloss. Not like let's sit down for an hour and like really get into the the meat of a topic. So I'm nervous about that, but I think it'll be a, a welcome challenge. Yeah. The other thing is like, I just don't want to disappoint Becca and I don't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't want to d- disappoint anyone story of my life. So yeah, that that's, that's it. For what it's I worth. think that's pretty impossible. Yeah. For what it's worth. I think you're doing a very good job right now. Yes. And I'll, t- I'll tell you, in- interviewing stressed me the fuck out. Like I would sit, I would have a full on meltdown before some of them. So I am with you and I think you're going to be phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. It might take a, a little bit to get into it, but I think it'll, it'll be good. I think it'll be good. So I know you've been listening to a lot of back episodes of that on paper. 
Olivia has like, I didn't ask her to, it's just taken it on herself to like listen to a lot of the old episodes, which is so nice. But I'm curious, are there any new topics that you're excited to introduce here? I I mean, I haven't listened to every single episode, so apologies if you guys have touched on this and I'm like um, not remembering. But for me, I mean, I think I, I talk and write a lot about body image and it kind of just works its way into every part of my life for better or for worse. So I'm excited to talk about that and hopefully connect with people who can relate and also like anxiety, mental health. I talk about that a lot too. And mostly just because I'm always like searching for people who can relate to my experiences and anxieties and all of that. So those are two things that are kind of personal to me that I'm excited about, but also like, I love your guys like Amazon finds and fashion stuff. And I love talking about that as well. So not new, but I have new Amazon finds somewhere in my brain, maybe. I'm excited to hear more about your morning routine journey too, because if you follow Olivia on Instagram or the past, what, like year and a half? Is that? Yeah. Just, yeah, just about. Like over the pandemic, she's been trying to wake up much earlier and like has been on this journey to totally create a new morning routine, which I find so interesting. I think we're going to do a revamped episode about morning routines in April because I want to hear about yours and people always ask about that. And that was a topic we did very early. So I'm excited to hear about that too. Oh yeah. I actually think the morning routine episode is the one I haven't listened to from you guys. So I, I, which is totally my thing. So I need to go back and listen to that, but yes, I'm very passionate about morning routines and Jake, my husband is probably like very sick of hearing about it. Cause he's always just like, I just wake up at six and that's, it's really that simple. And I'm like, no, but don't you have an entire psychological like dialogue about how to get up earlier and how to make yourself go to sleep earlier? And he's like, no, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go talk to Becca about this. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. I want to like break this down in detail. We will. We will. Olivia, I'm also really, really excited to see who your ultimate dream guests would be, because I feel like Becca and I have had all of ours on. So I think you'll really be able to add something with this. I actually, this is funny because Becca mentioned this on the podcast episode that just went live today, but I'm really bad at choosing like dream guests, favorite thing. Like it's just, I find it very stress inducing. Like if you were to ask me my favorite color, I'd be like panicking. But I think someone that I would be curious to have on, I don't know about dream guest, and Becca and I've talked about this, but Colleen Hoover, I find very interesting. I love Verity and she just had a very fascinating career path. So that's someone that has just been on my radar who I would be, you know, curious about. We're going to make it happen. She's currently on deadline, but I think we can make it happen a little later this year. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I love her books. Love them. I'm excited too. I've started following her on Instagram more recently and she is nothing at all like I expected. And so I'm even more excited to talk to her. Like she's very zany. Yeah. Yeah. I also just love people that clearly like stumbled into this like very large social following and their their purpose wasn't necessarily to do that. I find that really interesting as well. All right, let's take one last ad break. Today's episode is also sponsored by Truebill. So this is truly such a genius idea for a company. Honestly, I kind of wish I thought of it myself. All right, so what Truebill is, is it's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need the subscriptions you don't want, or things you simply forgot about. 
On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one single tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions, so you don't have to do it. I went through the sign-up process and figured, you know, maybe I have one or two things that might need canceling, and I was truly horrified by how many subscriptions I had that I had completely forgotten about. A streaming service I never used, two different newspaper subscriptions that I completely forgot about. This app is totally genius, and their base service is completely free. So Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like one of their users, Matthew says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. And I saved $840 a year on car insurance. This is so fun and satisfying. Go save yourself some money and spend it on something you actually want. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash BOP. Go right now. Truebill.com slash BOP. This could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash BOP. Back to the episode. All right, Olivia. I feel like it is crucial that we talk a little bit about books so that people can start to get a sense of your book taste because that's something we talk about here so much. So how would you describe your reading tastes? I would have said up until the past six months that I pretty much only read thrillers and mysteries and suspense with a few random other genres thrown in. But in the past, I don't know, maybe six months to a year, I've developed this habit of switching between genres. So I do a thriller, then like romance, then random, then so on and so forth. So I don't like to read two of the same genre back to back. And so it's really kind of opened up my reading world, but I would say that obviously suspense and thrillers have like a a special place in my dark heart. What kind of suspense or thrillers? Like, do you like like a domestic suspense where it's like the wife killed the husband or do we like like a more fantastical one? I really like domestic thrillers, but I am not like stuck on them. I feel like I read kind of a bit of everything. I like, uh, dystopian sort of thrillers and sometimes if they have like very small elements of sci-fi I like that I'm really just I'll read I'll read any thriller really now are you like Grace that you've read so many thrillers that you can predict the twist a little bit but sometimes it gets the best of me because I like convince myself of one thing and then it's another thing like I found your guys discussion about Greenwich Park very interesting like who guessed the twist and who didn't And so, yeah, it kind of depends. But if I'm very surprised by a thriller, like shocked, then it's that's like the my like this is my favorite thing ever kind of thing. And now what about your reading setup? What is your dream reading setup situation? Yeah, paint us a picture. Well, I feel like I have my everyday dream reading setup and then I have my sort of like I'm on vacation dream reading, but we'll go with every day. Oh, I want to hear both. I've Oh, both. Yeah. Well. Every day I've gotten to this habit of like reading in very early in the morning when I first wake up. And so I light a candle and I make my coffee and I put on, on YouTube, they have these things called ambiance rooms and it's really hard to describe them unless you look them up, but essentially it's just like this very cozy lifelike looking room that is made digitally. 
and they have like jazz playing or like nature sounds and it's very calming. It's like white noise in the background. And so I put that on and I drink my coffee and I read for like an hour from like 5.30 to 6.30 or 6 to 7 or something. And that's like consistently the best part of my day. Otherwise, dream reading scenario, definitely one of them would be in a pool where I'm not sweating. So it's like the perfect temperature. There's a cold beverage nearby. And like I can like alternate from the sun to the shade. That would be or on the beach. You're speaking my Same language. Situation. Sun and shade is key. <laughs> yeah. You're speaking my language. So you're going to be our new resident thriller connoisseur, filling Grace's shoes there. Can you tell us some of like your recent faves? So my mom got me in my dreams, I hold a knife for Christmas. And I know Grace just read this too. I read that because of you. I I received an advanced copy and it was kind of sitting in my pile. I was like, I need to prioritize this, but I kept forgetting about it. And I saw your Instagram. Yeah. You liked it, right? Did you say yeah. you liked it? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't expect to because like Greek life doesn't, I, I don't connect with it. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I was unsure, but I really liked the writing and the the mystery. So that was fun. And then I also read uh, I'll Be You by, oh, I should have written down the name of the, oh, Janelle Brown, which comes out in April, I think. But that was a great one. It has to do with twins and a cult. Both I find very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> plot devices. So Highly recommend that one as well. I loved her first book. Or I don't know if it was her first, but her most recent book was Pretty Things, the influencer oh, thriller I book. I read that. Oh, it was quite good. And the portrayal of the influencer I thought was really well done, whereas sometimes I feel like it's like kind of fantastical. But it's like this big kind of pretty shiny fashion influencer who's like very high fashion, like think like a... um a Blair Edie or something like that who like steps away from it all um, and gets em- embroiled in a, in a murder. Did you read it, Grace? I did. I liked it a lot. It was very good. It's hard. I thought that the influencer character was a little one dimensional, to be honest, but I liked the plot of the book. I think the best book about an influencer that I've seen was by Ellery Lloyd. I forget the title of the book, but it was, oh, I can um, picture the cover. She was a mommy influencer, and I thought that it was, it could have actually been about a real influencer, like the way that she talked and like just her everyday struggles and what she was going through. I was like, this feels like someone who actually has been in the business. Um, I'm very excited for Ellery Lloyd's new book just came out, and it's called The Club. And it's actually Reese Witherspoon's book club pick this month. And it's about seemingly like a more exclusive Soho house that's like, for very rich people and celebrities and there's a murder there i have that i'm excited to read it me too i pre-ordered it and it just it showed up the day it came out i forgot i pre-ordered it and i'm very excited that sounds great any other recs for us um i don't think i have anything recent to add those are the the two that's i guess i could go like all time thrillers but then we'd have spend like an hour (laughs) Thrillers aside, what's the best book you read? Or it could be a thriller, but what's the best book you've read in the last six months? Uh, I think Black Cake, honestly. I know it's your guys' book club, right? Same. I'm smiling a lot right now. It was the best book I read of at least of the year, definitely six months. I feel left out. I'm the only one who hasn't read it yet. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. I don't want to. Yeah. 
I don't want to say it's one of the best books I've ever read, but it kind of felt like maybe one of the best books I've ever read. I don't know. I just was like, it had every element, like character development, writing. Mm -hmm. Storytelling. Yes. Yes. Every single thing. It's a masterpiece. It was so good. I actually, I wrote about this on Instagram, but I had been reading it. I was on a trip with Jake and we, I was like in the pool and I could not put it down. And this very nice English woman came up to me afterwards. I will not do the accent because it would be horrible, but she was like, I'm really sorry. Like the very polite, you know, British people thing. I just have to ask you, what is that book you're reading? I've never seen someone go through a book like that. And I was like, she was like, it must be the best book of all time. And I was like, it might be the best book ever. It is so good. And it was Black Cake. It was, I just, I loved it so much, so much. I'm very excited for it. But one of my favorite things on vacation is snooping on what other people are reading. I love it. In an airport, at a beach, I love snooping at what people are reading. Oh, same. This last time, there was like three people reading Crawdads. And I was like, how has everyone not read this book yet? But it's still making the rounds, I guess. It is. Yeah. I see a lot of people reading that. On my last beach vacation, I was at um, the Breakers in Palm Beach in September. I saw at least three different people reading different Ellen Hildebrand books. And I was like, you're all my people. You know, I've never read an Ellen Hildebrand book. Oh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. We'll figure out what to start you off with. I feel like, Grace, let me know what you think, but I feel like Olivia would really like the Winter in Paradise series because there is a mystery in it. I haven't read those. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, I thought you said Uh you had. I started one of them and I didn't like it, so I put it down. I think I probably didn't say that because we were talking to Ellen, so I just probably nodded and smiled. (laughs) Yeah. What would you start her with? Oh, I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm not as well versed in her books as you are. Like I what really stands out to me is the Blue Bistro. Like that's one of my favorite favorites. But for me, that was the restaurant angle that and like that really grabs me. I think everyone says that the perfect couple is her best thriller or not thriller, but like mystery one. I haven't read that one yet, but maybe we can maybe we'll read it together, Olivia. Oh, I'll add it to the list either way. Wait, have you read the idea of you? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad that we didn't let you. Because of following you guys on Instagram for many years. Like, I had no choice. I was like, well, I guess it's time. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed I'm it. I'm glad that we we didn't let you co-host this podcast without having listened or read the idea. I think if you, you hadn't, wait, what? you should have done a, a, a we sh- you guys should do a second book club about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, live reactions. Yes. We could. What's your, the idea of you? Like, what is the book that you feel like is most associated with you or that's like very close to your heart or that you could just like reread over and over? Well, I think it's the same as the April book club pick. So I guess we could go into that now if that's okay with you. (laughs) Is is there a drum roll happening? Drum roll. Yeah. I don't know if it got picked up on the microphone. So maybe it's just like some like weird light. There's a lot of animated like action going on. So I I got it. Um, But our April book club pick is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. And this really, for me, is the book, surprisingly, because it is not my genre at all that I could read a lot. And it's hands down the book that people message me about, but also people in my own life. Like, you know how you recommend books to your friends or family and they just kind of like, you know, you never hear about it again, or maybe they'll be like, oh yeah, that was good. This is the thing that like people will message me mid book and be like, 
if this character dies, like I will not be the same or I'll never forgive you or, oh my gosh, I don't want this to end. I've gotten that message a couple of times. So it, uh, it's really just a joy. It is a joy to read. And I know I'm supposed to give like a summary. Can you give a us a summary? <laughs> yeah. Like what's it about? So it has to do with space. And I'm really hesitant to say anything else about the plot because I feel like this is one book where you're best served going in with like no other information than that. I think that's because it really surprises you. And also there's a mystery that starts to unfold from the very first page. I feel like part of the reason why I loved it so much was because I went into it with no information, but I will say it's about space (laughs) and to answer some frequently asked questions. I think you would love this. Even if you don't read sci-fi, I do not read sci-fi. I read the Martian, which is Andy Weir's other book and I enjoyed it, but this is like way, way better. Yeah. That's about it for sci-fi and me, but it's, but you said there's also like emotion in it it's not just like dude goes to space yes this is chaos yes yes exactly there is a lot of emotion like this book made me feel more than many many other books and honestly I feel like most books either make me feel like suspense like you know drama or like passion and romance or you're you're either reading to like figure out the mystery or to like you know see the couple get together but this is just like something totally different and I cried it's really funny too and I just, I've never felt a connection to a character like I have in this book. I could talk about it forever, which I guess it's good that I'm on the podcast, but yeah, that's a little bit. Oh, also I did want to say about it that one thing to know is that the first like hundred pages are a little bit sciencey and heavy, but not heavy, but just, it's a lot of science. And if I would have heard that, I would have been like, well, I'm out. But <laughs> before I had read it, but uh it's really worth sticking with it. And if you just at least to the point where you get to the character of Rocky, because that's like the heart of the story. And yeah, so that's a little bit about it. I'm excited. This is totally different for us. You know, we, I don't think, I don't know if we've ever done a true sci-fi book. Maybe, maybe the thousandth floor is like a little bit sci-fi then it's futuristic we rarely do male authors. And I don't know, I just I'm excited about this because I feel like it's such a good way to get to know you. And I, I was the one who pitched this to Olivia. Olivia wasn't like pushing her agenda. I was screening so many books trying to figure out what should be our April book club pick just because I wanted it to be I don't know, I wanted it to be a really good one. And I just couldn't figure out what it should be. And you had talked about Project Hail Mary on your Instagram. And I was like, it should be that. Like, that is the book that is associated with Olivia. Like, if April is about getting to know her, we should read her the idea of you. Yeah, it's very different than the idea of you. But it's... Well, very different. But it's like, it's your book that you like, is your number one go-to recommendation. And I don't really read male authors now that I'm thinking about it. But it's just a really special, special book. And... I just encourage everyone to push themselves out of their genre and try it if you're on the fence. Grace, have you read this? No, it sounds really interesting. I realize I didn't reveal like anything about it, but I promise that makes it better. (laughs) That's okay. I I feel like we've done that with a few books before too, because you should go in blind. So I feel like you explained it well. Cool. Should we get out of this conversation and into some end matter? Yes, let's do it. Let's go the opposite way. Olivia, tell me what you're obsessed with. 
Okay. So my obsession is a pair of Amazon shoes. <laughs> I saw this on your story. I screenshot these and they're in my cart. Oh, awesome. They looked deeply uncomfortable based on the photo. They're not. I don't know if it's how I fastened them because technically I fastened them different than they're shown in the photo. I crisscrossed the straps, but I have the hardest time finding cute, like on trend shoes because I'm so tall. I'm six feet tall. So I really don't want to. What's your shoe size? Uh, I'm a nine, nine and a half. Oh, okay. It's really more just like people comment how tall I am anyway. And if you wear a heel, especially if like you're at a wedding or something like people just, I don't know why they cannot help themselves, but to just comment on your height. And it just makes me so anxious. So I try to keep the heels to like two inches, maybe two and a half if I'm feeling really spicy. Yeah. So these were so comfortable. I wore them for 11 hours. They're like $40. Oh my God. Yeah. The 11 hours is was not great. That's, that's so key. I should have stopped at eight maybe, <laughs> but even still, like that's a good, a good stretch. Yeah. I think if like four or five is great. Yeah. Yeah. I was impressed and I never, ever, ever wear heels. Like, so I think I'm going to buy them in like three colors and yeah. They're, so they're kind of like awesome. a, a strappy sandal. Do they come in fun colors or just neutrals? So I have them in red. They come in like a blue, which is really pretty. And then I believe the rest of them are like nudes and browns. But yeah, it's like a square toe. So it's really sort of like that 90s throwback trend. You can switch up the strap. Wasn't narrow. Wasn't, it was just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the heel. It was a good Amazon find. Ooh. What about you guys? What do you have for us? So mine this week is... Billy Wilder, he's a an old school film director. And I, you know, I've talked about this before. I'm working my way through the AFI 100, which is a list of like the, the American Film Institute's list of like the allegedly best, most important films of the last hundred years. And so I, you know, I watched some like it hot. I watched, oh, what else did I watch? Sunset Boulevard. And this week I watched The Apartment and double indemnity and I just love everything that he oh and I also watched the seven year itch and I just love everything that he creates I think he's brilliant you know one thing I'm really learning as I get older is that nothing is brand new and everything kind of came from somewhere so I think you you watch these older movies and you're like oh that's where like Steve Martin got the inspiration for that character oh like that like especially double indemnity that's like the original like twisty murdery thriller And I was like, this is like this has created the structure for so many of the books and films that I love so much today. And I just think the man is a genius. I want to see every single one of his films. Um, That might be a sidebar from my AFI 100 project to seeing all of his films. I've seen a lot of them so far, so I'm making a dent. But there's so many more. I just think like this whole old movie thing has just become this giant rabbit hole. And it's like, oh, wait, but there's more. Oh, and there's that director and there's that actor and there's that actress. So it's been really fun. I don't have an obsession. I'm also going to be really disappointing on reading, too. It's only been one and a half days since we recorded yeah. last week's episode. So I haven't really done anything but work in between. Yeah, I know. I've been the same. We recorded on Monday. Today is Wednesday. I leave for my trip tomorrow, so I really haven't had anything. But I have been watching movies, so I lucked out there. Well, Grace, tell me tell me about your reading from the from the past day and a half. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm still listening to Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. Love it. I think it is, 
I, I said this last week, but it is kind of like a like smart issues packaged in a very light hearted, fun sounding book. Really, really, I, I can't recommend this one enough. I know that you read it before me and I read it based on your recommendation. Loved. I am. And are you, is this on Scribd? Yes, it's on Scribd. So. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah. So I, I really, I really love Scribd because you get unlimited sounds like an ad. I, I do partner with them. My partnership is currently over, but you get an unlimited amount of things that you can listen to. So it's rather than just like buying them all individually, it's kind of like Netflix, but for, for reading. The cover of that book is really beautiful. It is. It has a great wow. cover. It's beautiful. Great cover. Yeah. Same. And then I'm reading Violetta by Isabella Allende and I made I've made a dent in this and this is it's about this girl it's kind of like a coming of age story but she lives to be 100 years old so I imagine it's going to go take her all go all through her life it starts out in South America where the Spanish flu has hit and her family kind of escapes the countryside and her father makes some really poor business decisions and they wind up exiled it is slow moving so far, but my mom says that it is the best book she's read in the last year or six months. So I, I want to read it, but it is a little bit slow so far. But I think this author is like a really, really gifted writer. And then I also I, I um, read in literally like a, a couple quick sittings. I read Liking Myself Back by J.C. Dupree. And J.C. writes the blog Damsel in Dior, and she really kindly sent me her her memoir, which comes out in June. And it is such a blast from the past about the influencer world because, you know, I've been blogging and doing this for 12 years now. She's, I think she's around the same amount of time, just going through like what fashion week was like back then and all that stuff. It's also, she's really, really open and vulnerable about her mental health and like the anxiety and the, just there's a, there's a lot of downsides to this this job is being a content creator. And I don't think people always talk about them. And if you do talk about it, you're considered a, like a whiny brat. So I think she's really vulnerable and honest. She talks about, you know, the damaging effects that being an influencer had on her marriage. It's, it's a good, it's really good. I think she did a great job and I really appreciate how vulnerable and honest she was. Oh, that sounds really interesting. On my side, not a lot new to report. I haven't even cracked open. I'm still reading The Christie Affair by Nina de Gramont. I said that I'm in the slow part. This weekend, I don't have I have plans on Friday night, but then I don't have any plans on Saturday and Sunday. I have plans with your cousin on Friday night, Grace. Oh, Sarah fine. and I are going to dinner. For a second I thought you met my cousin and I was like, how? <laughs> so <laughs> Didn't you know? Um, this is the start of a thriller. I've already I've already infiltrated your life. So I feel like this weekend, if this book doesn't turn around for me, I like I need to DNF it. I need to like move on with my life, but I'm going to give it I'll give it some good time on Saturday. And then I already stole my own thunder that next I want to start the club by Ellery Lloyd before I start Black Cake for our book club this month. Olivia, there is a surprise for me in this. I did not read this before we started recording and I need to know everything. What are you reading? So I'm reading, I'm, I might say this wrong. There are so many words in this title. A Court of Thorn and Roses. Is that right? Akotar. It's thorns, but yeah, A Court of Thorns, thorns? and Roses. A court of yeah. Thorns and Roses. Uh, I only know it by like the a- acronym. Is that the right word for that? Yeah. So I just started it because I'm as susceptible to internet chatter as anyone. Um, 
And also I learned that Sarah J. Moss is her, it lives in Philly, which I love. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I could, now that I've said that, I'm like, is that wrong? I, I thought I read that. So apologies that I'm wrong, but yeah. So I'm about 25% of the way through. I do not read fantasy. So, well, I don't, I've read a couple of fantasy books. I'm enjoying it. It's kind of like a whole new experience. You know, you kind of just have to like get into it a bit, the vibe of it. I think I'm liking it so far. I, people mess, I briefly mentioned it like in a comment on an Instagram post and people were like, your life is about to be changed. And I was like, really? <laughs> it is. So Grace was with me when I read my first Sarah J Moss series. We were, I read Throne of Glass first and we were on tour at the time doing live shows and we were in, I think we were in Dallas and I just, I couldn't stop. Like I was, it took over my life. Really? Was it like immediate yeah. or did it take a bit? Okay. So with Akatar, I think that it is not immediate. I think the first half of that book is the worst part of the series. And I don't know if she's gotten like kidnapped slash like has gone over the the wall yet. But like that's when things start to get good. And I would say also that the first book is the least good book in the series. It's not bad by any stretch, but it's like so the I'm at, second book is amazing. I'm at the worst part of the the worst book. <laughs> yeah, you are, which is an unfortunate thing to say. And it, also they're big books. So it's like a big commitment to be like, hey, do you want to read like a kind of lackluster first half of a 700 page book so that you can then read like three more 800 page books? <laughs> like, I, read, I get it. I'm reading on my Kindle, so it's kind of like I could be on page five. I could be on page 500. It's really unclear mm -hmm. at all times, which kind of helps with a book like that, I think. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm kind of just it feels like when you like try a new genre of show or something, you're like, I don't know if like the Bachelor franchise is for me, but then I could get sucked into it. So we'll see. And the other one I'm reading. Oh, man. <laughs> I am really excited for updates on this. And like, I mean, I want you to tell us updates on the air, but like, I also want you to text me real minute reaction, like real time reactions. Like if I'm not waking up every morning to a text from you after your morning reading, I'm going to feel disappointed. Okay. Okay. Noted. I will definitely keep you posted. I'm going very slow right now because it's my night book. I have like a morning book and a night book and that's how I sort of oh. read. Yeah. But my morning book right now is... One Night on the Island by Josie Silver, which I know you, I think you said you didn't, you stopped reading it. I stopped reading it. I, it was a little too sleepy for me. It's not good. I, I don't know. I've never read her and I know people are obsessed with that other one. One Day in December. One Day in December. Ooh, jinx. Right. <laughs> it's just like, they just like hooked up in this story and I just felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing. And I was like, that can't be good. It, but it this book has such good that, reviews and people I, are like, it's the best book I've read. And I'm like, what about it? Because I only read 50 pages, but I was like, eh. Yeah, no, I'm on 150. Like, I'm, I'm going to finish it. But I just, it's not doing it for me. And it's sad because it's like remote Irish island, tiny picturesque cottage, two people, one cabin. What could be better? And unfortunately, a lot could be better, it seems. So... <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. People could love it. 
I don't know. I also grew People up do with the, love mo- it. The, movie, <laughs> the movie Leap Year, which kind of like that was like my romanticized. Did you guys ever watch that with Amy Adams? She like goes to Ireland. I have, but not recently. With Matthew Good. Matthew Good is in it. Oh, I love him. Yeah. He's like a cranky Irish guy in it. I think I'm kind of confusing the plot lines of Leap Year and P.S. I Love You. I think I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm well, honestly I mean, not sure which out, movie I'm so. remembering. P.S. I Love You is where Gerard Butler dies. No, I would say spoiler, but this movie Yeah, is I know, like, but then she also goes to Ireland. Oh, no, Gerard Butler does. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, she yeah, dies. Yeah, Gerard Butler dies, and then she goes to Ireland she with does. her friends, and they, like, anyway, rent yeah. a cabin in Ireland. I feel like everything is romantic in Ireland, so it really just was disappointing. Everything in... Uh, Comps? <laughs> That is the funniest thing I've heard. I've been to Ireland a lot because one of my really good friends lives there. I just think everything in... Do you feel like everything's romantic in No, Ireland? I think everything in Ireland is very wet and dark. Like, it's very... It's yeah. very wet. I, lo- I don't... No shades Ireland. <laughs> the first time I was in Dublin, I stayed in a hostel and someone just... This is very graphic. Took a shit on the floor. So, no, I don't think that everything in Ireland is romantic. <laughs> so, I should promise that. Only cabins. Every rom-com set in Ireland feels romantic, which is why I had such high hopes and why I was so let down. Yeah, we'll continue to read because maybe it will pick up. I don't know. Okay, that was a lot for me. No, it was great. I know that you're not officially taking over host duties until April 6th. So you'll have to, in the first episode that you're the host, give us an update on these two and where you net it out. I don't want to leave yes. people in suspense. I definitely will if I finish <laughs> Akatar by then. Also, apparently, like, we're going to have a new segment on this podcast called Moss Talk if, like, you keep going in this series because it's going to take over your life. I was a real letdown in this department. (laughs) I thought you were just going to say, we have to have a new series about Ireland. And I was like, we could. I mean, that too. I've never been to Ireland. It's one of those places that I always, like, in theory, it sounds great, but I, like, I never get it up for Ireland when I'm actually planning a trip. Like, it's like Canada. I've never been to Canada, not because I don't want to go, but it's just like if somebody invited me to Canada, I would go. But like when I sit down in front of kayak and I'm like, let's book a trip. I'm not like, let's check out Toronto. You had a stage where you really wanted to go to Toronto. I still do. Like you were so upset when I went on that press trip to Toronto and 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 I, it was not something I had a plus one for. I still do. I want to be invited to Toronto. Maybe that can be a new goal. Quest to the universe. Yeah. Someone yeah. invite yeah, that guy I, to Toronto for God's Yeah, like sake. it could be like a wedding. Like I, I need a reason to go there. You could just drive there, you know, like it's right there. No, I can't. I, oh, I don't really you? drive. Oh, wow. There's a lot to unpack. I don't drive much. Well, I could drive you. Although I, well, that would be nice. Maybe we can go on a road trip and record an international episode. There's nothing more glamorous than a road trip to Toronto. Let me tell you. <laughs> Do a live show. Oh, um, yeah. This could be like, I feel like this is like a new age Bonnie and Clyde. We'll kill somebody on the way and we'll like go oh. to Toronto and record a podcast episode. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. That feels like a great place to end it. Olivia's joined the podcast as co-host officially on April 6th. You can find her on Instagram at Olivia Mentor. In the meantime, on our side, we have our March book club coming up in two weeks. We're reading Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson, which Olivia just said might be the best book she ever read. So like high praise. 
in April, we're reading Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, and we're just going to trust Olivia on this, but I'm excited. Grace, tell people where to find you. Um, I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood. My blog is thestripe.com, and I'm being really annoying and plugging a third thing, my email newsletter. There's a link to sign up in my bio. I'll stick it in the show notes, too. That's going to be the best way to stay in touch when I'm gone because you'll get it in your inbox every Friday. And she's going to do highs and lows there. Yeah, I am. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman, and I would love it if you would check out my new scripted fiction podcast called Bone Mary Berry. Bye. 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 Thank you.